This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 321 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, how I tried something new and made the world's most bland soup. I've got a cool new app that you might want to check out, and we're going to answer the question, what the heck is a probiotic? Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin, but I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin. Alrighty, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I am not a doctor. I am not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose weight. And last week I was up a little bit and I said, look, I had made a trend. I said, I'm going down. I am down 0.9 pounds according to uh, the app I'm looking at. I, that's the one thing I like about my fitness pal. I use my Fitbit or what I guess I just use Fitbit for uh tracking my food and my activities. But for years, I used MyFitnessPal, and the two kind of tie each other together. And it's much easier to see where I was a week ago. And so according to this, I'm down 0.9 pounds. Still need to uh, keep losing. I, I would like to lose another 15, I think, at this point. But uh, per some uh, suggestions from the uh, group, one of the things I never really thought of, I, I love my pressure cooker. I use it every week. And uh, I, I cook a bunch of uh, tur- turkey, well, sometimes turkey, uh, chicken in it, and then I bag it up, package it up, and eat it during the week. It's an easy way to have, quote, fast food whenever I want it. It's, it's a microwave away. And so somebody suggested using a crock pot as well. And I actually went out and bought a two-quart crock pot. Now, I have a big mother of all crock pots, but I'm the only one here now. So... I tried cooking some chicken in that, and one of the things I found is if you go into the grocery store, they have all these like slow cooker recipes. Just throw this in the thing and the thing today, and boom, and your family is ready. Holy cow! They should be called. Hey, here's a big bag of salt in a bag. It's it's ridiculous the amount of salt in these things. It's I mean just like seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred milligrams of salt, and I'm like I'm pretty sure that's a lot. So that's the first thing we have to answer is like, hold on a second. So I had to convert how many milligrams? Because the one, I'll put it this way, the no salt uh, beef broth, the no salt beef broth, I think it was Swanson's that I found at Walmart, has six has 75 milligrams of salt in the no salt version. And most of one, I think was 900 milligrams. So I'm like, wait, I'm like, how many teaspoons 
Now, granted, the teaspoon is the little one, not the tablespoon. But like how much is, you know, 900 milligrams when you're talking about salt? So I did some Googling and it turns out that basically 2000 milligrams of sodium, better known as salt, is a teaspoon. And so when I'm looking at uh, basically broth that has 900 milligrams, it's half a teaspoon. Now, again, I realize a teaspoon is, is the small one. It's not a tablespoon. but The uh, 2010 Dietary Guidelines of Americans recommend an upper limit of sodium of the upper limit of 2,300. So if you're doing 900 milligrams, you're at like, you know, you're approaching 50%. If you're an African-American age 51 or older, or if you have high blood pressure, that would be me, diabetes or chronic disease, you need 1,500 milligrams a day. So if you think about that, now you're way, way over just from one meal. So I've been trying to cut down on salt, been trying to cut down on sugar, and you know, anything else that would make my food taste good. And so what I did is I uh, bought my little crock pot and I'm like, hey, I'm going to make some sort of like stew stuff. So I went over and bought some stew meat, went over to the frozen food aisle, bought a bag of mixed veggies that had uh, carrots and green beans and corn, and I think peas were in there too. And uh, browned my little stew meat, uh, threw the frozen veggies in, took my zero salt uh, beef broth and uh, filled up the crock pot, threw on the uh, lid and went to my brother's house for a couple hours, came home. And uh, it turns out salt makes things taste better. Now, here's the cool thing about this, though. And it was. I, I, I took a bite and I'm like, hmm, wow, this is kind of bland. And so the cool thing is I was able to then add salt to taste as opposed to, wow, this is really good soup. Now I want to drink a gallon of water because I'm dying of thirst and it's not going to make me bloated and moody. So I do like the crock pot thing, especially for kind of uh, kind of homemade soup, because my whole thing was I looked at different things like especially the uh, seasoning aisle. If you go to the seasoning aisle. And you pick up anything, I swear, anything. The first ingredient is salt, and it's a ton of it. And again, here we're talking five, six, seven hundred milligrams of salt. And I was just like, wow. So I don't think we can get away from salt, but I try to do my best to get out of it. And then let me add it, as opposed to, you know, uh, Chipotle is another one that has huge amounts of salt in their food. But the cool thing is that I tried something. It was definitely edible. It was okay. I liked the fact that I came home and my my house smelled great. And I didn't have to do a thing. So you could literally get a crock pot, throw a bunch of stuff in it, come home at dinner time, and you're done. And uh, I did try, I, I busted out before I bought this little baby one. I went out and bought a bunch of chicken breasts, bought some carrots, uh, some onion. I think I threw in a little bit of celery. But I found some slightly lower dose concoction, some kind of like, oh, I think it was garlic, lemon, something, chicken, blah, blah, blah. I think this was from Swanson as well. And the idea was you cook your uh, chicken in a skillet and throw this in it. So I was kind of painting with peanut butter. And it wasn't bad, but I did find out that because I didn't have a ton of this stuff, all the chicken wasn't exactly submerged in the uh, 
in the goo, for lack of a better phrase. And that stuff got pretty doggone dry, got a little dried out on that. And that's when I went, hmm, if I had a smaller crock pot, this would have been more water than just these kind of beached whales of chicken sitting amongst the uh, goo. So here's the thing. I'm not a cook by any means. These are things I've tried for the first time ever. And not surprisingly, not the best concoction I've ever made. I'm not using a recipe. I'm just going, hey, I like these. I like these. I like these. Let's throw it all together and make it hot and see what it tastes like. So I might look into some recipes online. There are only about, I don't know, 8 billion websites that have healthy cooking recipes. And I bet if I typed into the Googles, slow cooker, healthy recipes, something might actually come up. So that's uh, my plan. But here's the thing. You got to try something new. If you want to have a different result, you got to try something new. And I just knew after looking at all these things that quote, save me time, the prepackaged, just dump this in with your meat and you're good. That had just insane amounts of stuff that I'm pretty sure I don't want to put in my body. I went, I'm going to make up my own. And so I just went and bought food and, and typed in a, a, or dropped in as much salt as I needed. And uh, we will take it from there. But the cool thing was the little two quart crock pot, I think it was 10 bucks. It's really, really cheap. And it's, there's nothing to it. It's a crock pot. You have a low, medium and warm setting. And uh, I put it on low, went and visited my brother for about three or four hours, came home and dinner was ready. So you could do something uh, very similar. And I will have uh, links out to uh, everything we're talking about today will be at logicalloss.com slash three, two, one. All right, I'm not completely sold on some things that I've been doing. And one of them is I joined Slimgenics. It's a uh, smaller company that's uh, spreading across the U.S. And you sign up and they tell you to uh, quit eating fast food. They tell you to get more sleep. They tell you to drink plenty of water. And then they stuff you full of supplements. And these supplements are not cheap. And so I'm trying to figure out, like, what are these things and can I find them cheaper and do I even need them? And so the first one I'm looking at today is a thing called a probiotic. And what this is, is there are enzymes in your gut. So this is like a new, almost like a new hot topic. Let's talk about your gut. But your gut is very important to you and your digestion. Cause let's think about this. We want our food to digest and take the good stuff leave the bad stuff, and move on. And since so much of our food now is frankenfood with pesticides, pesticides are meant to kill germs and keep your, well, it's killing our gut in some cases, and we're losing some of these enzymes that we need. But I, what I thought was really weird, I'm going to play you a clip here. I went over to Amazon and was looking at different probiotics. And this one had uh, a video and it was kind of interesting because it's on a GNC page. And uh, well, here, let me just play the clip because this isn't exactly what I call a resounding commercial for probiotics. Microorganisms that live in the intestines. We all have them. They're good. And a lot of people try to take different probiotics to help adjust or change uh, what's living in your intestines. Very important stuff. You really can't change it too much. The European Food Safety Authority has shown that there's really been no benefit to uh, taking probiotics, but there's been some cases that show that it does help with irritable bowel, 
or antibiotic-associated diarrhea, because uh, when you take an antibiotic, actually, it kills the stuff that made you sick, but it also kills all the microorganisms that are in your, in your intestines, and that can cause diarrhea. So repopulating the microorganisms with these probiotics can actually be beneficial to help prevent that diarrhea. So definitely, if you take an antibiotic, I, I would highly recommend it. If you have irritable bowel, uh, there's even been some studies that show it can help with immune function. These are all great things, um, but I don't think most people would technically need it. As you age, sometimes the population in your GI tract changes with you, um, and some people want to just put more back. So when you get yogurt and there's live active cultures, that's what they're talking about. And there's one more video I thought I would play on this same page. So that one's kind of like, hey, this uh, European thing said, yeah, you don't really need these things. I thought, well, that's a really odd video to have on the sales page of a probiotic bottle. But here's another one. So probiotics basically are good bacteria that helps to promote good digestive health. Um, we actually have billions of bacteria, both good and bad, within our digestive tracts. And basically, the good bacteria act upon the bad bacteria to kind of keep things in check because there's a function for all of them. Now, if for some reason, whether we're taking antibiotics or we're um, stressed or we eat a poor diet, sometimes that, equal, that good balance of good to evil gets um, off balance and we get digestive symptoms such as bloating or constipation or pain. So how to remedy that is by reinstituting the good bacteria, and that's when we take the probiotics to help bring in more good bacteria to suppress that bad bacteria. And by doing so, you're gonna improve your digestive tract. There's different forms of probiotics that we can take. We can take it in a pill form. You just need to, be, need to understand that not all probiotics are the same. There's lactobacillus, there's a bifidus infantalis. There's also some yeasts that actually act as probiotics as well that help with our digestion. We can also take probiotics in natural form, which is be the Greek yogurts or yogurts within live culture. So I, so I found that interesting because the first one said it helped cure diarrhea, and that one she just said it helps cure constipation. I'm like, it's usually one or the other. But uh, we shall see. And, uh, of course, I also wonder if this was put out by the Greek yogurt, uh, you know, awareness group of America or something like that. But, uh, I know I've been taking one and, uh, it's just the, the one at Slim Genics is like $40 a bottle. And it's weird because they're rated in billion CFUs, which is, uh, I'm guessing an enzyme, how many enzymes you get. And I was taking basically a pill that gave me 5 billion and I was paying $40 a bottle for it. And uh, this new bottle has 10 billion and I paid 10. So when I got it from uh, GNC and it was on sale, it was 50% off. Normally they're about $30, but you can get them much cheaper. Uh, there are a lot of different um, places to go. I know I was looking at pure formulas where you can get a bottle of 60 for $10 and that has 14 billion good bacteria in it. So, um, I'll be looking into this. If you have any insight into this, I understand the concept. We want to keep the good bacteria in our gut. I just love the fact that that first video, the guy's like, yeah, some study in Europe said, yeah, you don't really need to do that. This is good if you had, you know, um, irritable bowel syndrome or diarrhea, but I'm not sure. But uh, I wonder sometimes if any supplements work at all, because none of these are regulated by the FDA anymore. So we shall see. Hey, 
if you'd like to support the show, keep the lights on here at the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Do consider going over to LogicalLoss.com slash support, and you can either use the donate button, or if you are going to be doing any kind of shopping over at Amazon.com, please click on the Amazon banner there at LogicalLoss.com. doesn't cost you an extra dime, and it helps support the show. And what I want to talk about now is a new app. I've been using the, uh, I've, I've mentioned in the past, one called Shopwell, where you basically scan a food item and it gives it a grade. And I'm not sure how I found this one, but it's called Fujucate. And I like it better, uh, mainly because my background's in training. And one of the things that you have to do when you're dealing with adults is you have to explain why. You can't just say one plus one equals two. You have to explain it. And what I like about this is it gives you the why. And what you do is you you can go into, it's an app. It works on both Android and iOS. And you have to create an account. So I'm actually looking right now at fujukate.com. And I also have it on my phone. But there are some really cool things. And I was really surprised at the different things like, for instance, if you ever wondered about this, uh, Reese peanut butter cups. Want to guess what kind of grade they get? No, it's a D plus. So it's not an F. And then there's a button that says Y. And it says, number one, 5.5 teaspoons of sugar per serving. So two cups, 5.5 that. There are no artificial colors. So if you're looking for something good, uh, more than 20% of the daily saturated fat and there is the controversial additive TBHQ in here. And this is what I'm talking about. They, you don't get this in the other app. TBHQ is an, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce what the heck it actually is, is an antioxidant used to keep oils from going rancid. It's a petroleum derivative. Mmm, yummy, they say. The food industry pushed the FDA for years to get it approved as a preservative, despite the fact that it's indigestion. That, that I'm sorry, despite the fact that ingestion of large doses, a 13th of an ounce can cause nausea, delirium, and ringing of the ears. Anyone remember Jack Nicholson had, uh, had for lunch in The Shining? Um, TBHQ cannot exceed 0.002 of the oil and fat content in a food. So they, they give you the skinny, and on their website they say, look, we are not, we're not promoting any food here. Um, I don't get it, right? Um, they talk about how there's also lecithin. Um, and if you're like, what is that? It's L-E-C-I-T-H-I-N. Lecithins are oily substances that occur naturally in plants such as soybeans and animals, egg yolks. Soy lecithin possesses mm-hmm, emulsification properties. This means it can keep a candy bar together by making sure that the cocoa and the cocoa butter don't separate. It also is used in bakery items to keep the dough from sticking and to improve the ability to rise. And so the big question is, is is that bad or not? So that was one that I was like, oh, that's a bummer because I like Reese peanut butter cups. I think most of us do. Uh, Baked Lay's got a C plus. Doritos. Now here's the thing I thought was interesting about this. Doritos nacho cheese flavored. Chips, uh, C minus, not surprising. 
but baked lays, right? Remember, it's like, oh, baked baked chips are better for you. You got a C plus, or I'm sorry, C minus. And uh, when you look at it and you go, well, why? It's highly processed. Well, duh, contains MSG-like ingredients. And they say preservatives like MSG may also be sensitive to MSG-like substances. These are glutamates or chemically similar or chemically similar items to improve a product's taste. Here's a short list of common MSG-like substances. Uh, yeast extract, autolyzed yeast, hydrolyzed proteins. Um, and they go into a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, why do chips and puffs rate so low? Well, chips and puffs are rate low even if they don't contain the typical red flags in foods such as artificial colors or trans fat. Chips and puffs generally have little nutrition value. Yeah, that's right, kids. You never are going to go, come on, kids, let's go harvest the chips. It's time. We planted them years ago. It, it just doesn't work out. So it's kind of like, oh, potato chips are bad. Yeah, yeah, they're not great. C minus. So I thought that was interesting. The other thing that I was really surprised and kind of bummed, I saw where Sobe water got a B minus. Um, Bay, that B-A-I, antioxidant kind of drink, got a, a B. Fruit 2O water, which I used to drink by the gallon. I don't drink that anymore. Got a C. Um, as you might imagine, Pop-Tarts got a D plus. Um, where is the one? I'm, I'm scrolling. Oh, uh, Jif, Jif Creamy Peanut Butter Granola Bars. This is one of those things, if we just put the word granola in it, somebody will think it's healthy. No, sorry not. Um, got a D plus. I did find one that was cool. Um, Cashy Gluten-Free Goline Peanut Hemp Crunch. Hemp, dude! We're doing some hemp in the peanut granola bar, dude! Come on! That's what it says. Wow, that really hurt my voice. Cashy Gluten-Free Goline Peanut Hemp Crunch Bar. Uh, 200 calories, one bar, B+. And I got to tell you, remember how I I ate the... uh, I got one sitting right here. Still, this is like... I have this sitting on my desk in the event the world comes to an end and I have nothing else to eat. It's the Quest bar, protein bar that I I said, uh, I think it was last week, had the, it was kind of like eating Play-Doh, only it was brown. Um, this thing was actually pretty yummy. The Cashy Gluten-Free Goline, I got that at uh, a local grocery store here. But the one that I was like, oh no, don't say it ain't so. Smucker's Strawberry Jam. I don't know about you, I'm weird. I, I like strawberry jam. I don't eat it very much because I know it's not great for you, but I had no idea how bad it was. I'm the kind of guy, like, when I open up a brand new jar, we'll literally sniff it. Like, wait, don't put a, don't put a spoon in it yet. Let me just, just take in its 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 virgin whiff of, of strawberries and, and whatever else is in it. D plus, why? Uh, and, and what's funny is you can see where people have said, no, I love this stuff. I love it on hot biscuits. Um, yummy with oatmeal, etc." People are like, no, say it ain't so. So the explanation was three teaspoons of sugar, which, you know, again, you kind of go, well, yeah, I guess so. Um, Smucker's natural GMO free or not on the front of packages, Smucker's natural Claims that it is non-GMO. However, which is another fun, polite way of saying, but I don't think so. On the back of the package, it, it states trace amounts of genetically modified material may be present. 
It may be. It may not. I don't know. I'm not sure who's packaged it this week. If it's Jim, Harold, or Susie. It might be in there. I always love that. So what does this mean? Uh, is, is Are Smucker's natural products GMO-free or not? After speaking to a customer service rep, see, this is what I like about this app. We learned that Smucker's and its producers use the same transport and storage providers for both GMO and non-GMO ingredients. Therefore, Smucker's products, which is a non-GMO, may have been cross-contaminated and have traces of GMO ingredients present. Therefore, it's impossible to verify if Smucker's natural as a GMO-free product. Yeah. Uh, it also contains high fructose corn syrup, which, of course, we just hear affectionately refer to as Satan's sweat. And um, it also has corn syrup in it as well. So basically, it's just a big old chunk of red sugar. And uh, now, the alternatives, I like this. Um, and then they list a bunch of stuff I've never heard of. Smucker's Low Sugar Jelly Concord, which would get me up to a C plus from a D minus. Um, Smucker's reduced. There is no jam. Oh, I take that back. Polinar fruit spread. Grape. I've never heard of this brand. Muscle man's apple butter. B minus. So it's pretty cool. It's free. And this is, and now they do have ads at the bottom, which I will occasionally click on and then curse out loud because I'm like, ah, doggone it. So how does this company stay in business? Um, what they do, and they have 250,000 products in there. Now, if you like pick up a, I don't know, a bag of donuts, it's probably not going to be in the system because they're kind of assuming if you're trying to eat healthier, you're not scanning donuts, but it does track your calories. You can go in. It's not quite, the interface is a little, eh, it's okay, but you can go in. Like I can see I'm over my calories for the day. Uh, because why? Well, here I, I can. Oh, that's why I had an I had an egg McMuffin for breakfast. No hash browns, just the egg McMuffin, but not the greatest snack in the world. But you can go in, and I can see for the day because basically I had the tasteless soup for the evening. I had an overall food grade of B. Uh, most of it was solid, less was liquid. I was good on my water. Um, I was forty eight percent carbs, twenty four percent protein, and twenty eight percent fat. Oh, again, egg McMuffin. Um, gives me my sugars, my added sugars. If you want more nutrients, you can upgrade for four dollars a or five dollars a month, or you can do uh, a twelve month subscription for basically two fifty a month. So you're looking at twenty two two dollars twenty five dollars, and yeah, I hate doing math live, but you get the idea. You can do a lifetime subscription for seventy four dollars. And uh, that's pretty interesting. So I like the fact, this is what I like about it. Um, I don't like the fact that it doesn't tie into my tit, my Fitbit, but I like the fact that it gives me kind of more breakdown of the nutrients in my food. And I love the fact that I can look at it and go, what did I get today? And I got a B overall. That's kind of, to me, I like the simplicity of that. So it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting little app. I do love the way it tells me why a food is bad, if it is. And it's got a cool community, Food Finder. It's called Foodjucate, and uh, you can check it out for free. Like I say, everything I'm using right now is free. Uh, the one thing that's a little tricky about it is when you put in your food to see what your overall grade is, you have to tap in the middle. Like, it'll say how many calories you have. Tap on that, and it'll show you overall grade for the day. So 
it's pretty cute. I like it. And again, it's available on the uh, on an iPhone or an Android. And that is going to do it for this week at the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm going to be in sunny Orlando, Florida next week for my job. So there probably will not be a show next week. But uh, you never know. Maybe, maybe not. Depends on what I'm, I'm going to be getting up before the crow flies on Sunday morning to get back. And uh, depending on how time goes, when I get back and what kind of state I'm in, and if I had to chase my luggage, I may or may not get a show out uh, next week. But stay true, stay focused. Oh, I forgot to even mention, holy cow, look at me, look at the time. If you go over to Logical Loss, oh man, I can't believe I didn't talk about this up front. I was so excited about uh, my tasteless uh, stew. Um, Challenge 17. Except that's not it. Yeah, it is. Uh, we have 11 people in our challenge. This is a thing that's going on. The challenge is to lose 3% of your body weight. We have 11 people on with a total pool of $220. You can still get in on this. Yes, here are the important dates. It started February 14th. The weigh-in ends March 1st, which makes it sound like you can still join. The challenge officially started February 16th. Um the challenge officially ends the 29th, and this is where I get confused. The last day to invite is March 1st, so it sounds like that's really the last day you can get in. Um, the way out starts on the 27th. Okay, that's a little weird. And then the way out ends the 31st. So it sounds like that last week of March is when things are going to wrap up. And then the official payout will be on April 3rd. And it's a little more than just losing weight. You have to go in and do these daily things on the website, which I'll be doing here in a second, where you read on nutrition and you log your weight and you log your sleep and you log what you eat. So I'm not real crazy about their food logger, but I will go in and log anything just to get my little five points for the day. Because uh, if you're going to win, you have to have 75% participation points. So it's a fun little thing we're all doing. We've got a challenge wall going on over there, and uh, we're all kind of cheering each other on. So if you're interested in this, logicalloss.com slash challenge one seven. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again as soon as I can get back with another episode of the logical weight loss podcast. Stay strong, everybody. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the logical weight loss podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to dave at logicalloss.com or call in your comments toll-free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is logicalloss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of skinnysongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to.